What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Um, slightly less, you know, podcasts this week probably than normal. Um, just, you know, cracking on, trying to do what I can. I, I found a pretty nice, <coughs> apologies, um, pretty nice rhythm. Um, you know, this is obviously a lot of nonsense last week, psychologically, etc., etc. Um, this week I've just found a, just a really nice rhythm in the life, you could say, um, how it exists now. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've really set myself up well, um, lovely place to live. And, you know, I, I sorted out the bike and I sorted out the turbo and, um, you know, I'm just really content and happy with that setup. Um, you know, I, I do a FaceTime call with the nutritionist, you know, once a week. Um, this morning I had a FaceTime um, video conference with um, the Irish physio, Paul Carragher. Um, and that was mainly about my back and then also a little bit of a knee um, problem that I, like, I mean, I, I obviously know and like sort of knew it was coming from the bike. Um, I think, you know, within Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, I think within like six days of cycling, you were looking at sort of 20 to 25 miles a day. Um, and I, I attacked cycling probably how people that are new to running attack running. And, um, you know, I think day one, I averaged like 17 mile per hour. Day two was like, what, like 18 and day three out in the road, I found a nicer loop and it was up to like 19 and a half. And, um, yeah, I kind of just, I was so excited about how like good it felt pushing and then just so excited about like that I could actually get my heart rate up on the bike that I just forgot that um, there's repercussions. Um, and so I think my quads, both quads just probably got tight and tired. And um, so I've still, you know, I, I, I hope that, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the top of the knee. It's an area that I've had a little bit of pulling before, if you remember back to sort of February. Um, but sorry, I'm yawning, but hypothetically it'll settle down pretty quick and, um, you know, I'm just really happy with the setup that I have and, and the fact that, you know, I can still aerobically get super fit and super strong and, um, I think that's a great thing. So I would say the next sort of 10 days, it'll just be trying to do between 60 minutes and two hours of aerobic training per day. Um, not sort of focusing on too much intensity, but um, and also getting the body right. So plenty of foam rolling. You know, the the sort of like chat that I had with the physio this morning was um, he could see through a couple of the movement patterns that I was doing that there was um, certain areas weren't moving as good, particularly in the lower back and the upper back on the left side where I've been feeling the issues. So um, there's no real point returning to um, intense training until that movement is symmet or symmetrical, I guess you could say, on both sides. <coughs> so that's the plan. Um, but I mean, I can still put in a, a decent shift, whether it's a, you know, an eight mile run and, and then like maybe like 15 to 20 mile on the bike or, you know, it might be a 12 mile run and, and then a little bit less on the bike. But um, building that um, aerobic sort of time, you could say, um, 
upwards. I'm very surprised I'm yawning at 11.30, and I apologize for that. Um, I'm also surprised the weather's been so nice. It's kind of, like, sucks um, that, you know, this lockdown exists, and we're having, like, the nicest weather ever. Um, but, yeah, no, look, so, like, apologies, there hasn't been loads of, you know, podcasts. I've, I've been, like, doing a lot more home treatment. Um, I actually just which is funny, I, I, and I'm, I'm so stupid, I need to take a few photos for Under Armour for like a home workout, and I shaved like, like, didn't shave my legs, but shaved like the bottom part of my quads, because the like, the hairs was just like absorbing all the moisturizing cream that I was using, the like self-massage, the bottom of my quads, kind of around the knees and stuff, um, and so I shaved like, like probably a third of my quad from like a like a, from the knee up to like a third up <laughs> just looking down at my two quads now it's gonna look so stupid in a photo so i might have to now shave it all but i will i just can't be bothered it would take so long but i'll i'll, I'll take a few photos and see how they come out but yeah I, I did that just um it just makes massaging a little bit easier um without like the hairs and and then you don't have to use as much cream um and it's also just way smoother when you're doing like self-massage um, but I, I wasn't I wasn't too aggressive with the self-massage because I'm not like at the end of the day I don't I don't have like if I have a race coming up sometimes I'm super aggressive with self-massage because I need it to be better um whereas at the minute obviously I want it to be better but not at the extent of um like causing more harm than good so little bits of massage oh I think I've drunk too much caffeine Little bits of massage, um, little bits of rolling. Um, I have, I still have the Compex Stim machine, so you know I've been able to throw the the Compex Stim on, um, which has been really useful. Uh, but anyone that uh, a lot of people, you know, not a lot, maybe like five to ten people have been, you know, commenting on bike stuff on Strava or you know sending messages on Instagram, and and obviously I'm 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 not, you know, I'm I'm I I have no idea. I am maybe the five thousandth best cyclist in Ireland, um, and you know I'm the national champion at the marathon. Um, so I'm not moving to cycling. I'm at this point in time. I'm I'm not doing it for triathlon or um, cycling has been brought in to just improve. There's, you know, I'm a low mileage guy for the marathon in the professional world. You know, I sit at like 90. Um, some of the guys I race against do 120 upwards, some 150, some 140, etc., etc. Um, if I can get to the point where I can do pretty much full training, like, you know, 90 mile a week, um, but also cycle, um, you know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour a day. Um, that's a really good place to be. Um, you know, that's going to make me that little bit. And and basically, all I need to all I need to get there um, is my muscles to become coordinated to cycling. They need to get used to what sort of what cycling does to them. Whether it's you know tightens up quads. To, I I I don't know because I've never done it. So um it's a learning it's a learning curve in my body once it adjusted once it adjusts sorry and it gets used to like a new stimulus or whatever then it just means that i can add in you know a lot more aerobic work so maybe my aerobic volume or 
hours per week, let's call it. I usually hover in marathon training. I sit around 11 to 12 hours a week of, of training. But that's aerobically, like my heart rate's moving, you know, I'm running. If that doesn't include gym or, or stuff like that. But, you know, if I could add in an extra four to five hours a week um, on the bike, that would be, I'm probably yawning so I'm tired. Um, an extra four to five hours on the bike or, you know, like, so maybe that would just be every other day. Um, you know, that's going to put you in a really good place. Um, I, I've had conversations with, you know, all sorts of people. And, and one of the conversations was in when I went to see a physio in, in Phoenix that I've talked about. And, um, you know, we had that discussion, like how much how much of the aerobic training has to be specific to your sport. So, you know, what what bigger role can cross train and play in your program? And um, there's probably a lot of coaches out there that would say to be world class, you need to you need to be training probably I'm going to say 14 to 15 hours a week because that's roughly what it might take to run 120 mile a week. Um, But that doesn't mean that it all needs to be running. You know, some people can only run 60 or 70 and they get stress fractures. Some people can only run 60 or 70 and they get Achilles problems. But it doesn't mean you can't be doing, you know, 50 mile a week might take you the best part of seven hours. So, you know, if you can only do 70 and you're trying to make up 50, you can probably call it a day at 10 hours of cross training. Um, because remember that cross training will never be as good as what like running specifically would have been. But it doesn't mean that it's not in your best interest to add um, cross training into your program. Um, I Maybe it's time and a half. I don't know. Um, some people say you have to cycle four times the amount to get the equivalent of a run or you know some people i think it depends what speed of course you cycle and at what effort um personally if you're only looking for the aerobic development side of things i think it's almost equal i could be wrong but like if you do a good r on a spin bike or a good r on a road bike and your heart rate's sitting at 140 or you know similar to what it would be on a run to me that's an hour of 140 heart rate which aerobically will develop you the same obviously the pound is different stuff like that but in terms of aerobic development i could be wrong but that's that's how i'm going to look at it i'm going to look at it as you know since i got the bike um, which was last saturday i've probably put in a good seven or eight hours on the bike and I feel like I've banked seven or eight hours aerobic training that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. So it's a bloody good thing for me. Um, but yeah, at this point in time, obviously not. If I added in swimming, I'm not a I'm not a brilliant swimmer. Like I can swim and I'm a confident swimmer. You know, I would go out in the ocean and I would swim and um, it's there's no I, I'm just not technically a good swimmer. So again, if I decided to swim and um, I've done, I've swam in the past for cross training, um, but if I did swim or you know I I considered joining a club or anything like that, for now it would very much <clears throat> just be to help running. Anything that I do right now is to help the running. Like there's no I don't know, <laughs> and I probably would because I'm absolutely nuts. Um, I probably would consider like a change in sport just to boost motivation and boost so if if 
all the extras like biking and and you know it provides more aerobic training than I would have done through coronavirus until races come back. I'm I'm okay with that. People will do worse things during coronavirus than do some cycling. Um, but you know, on a very serious note, like is triathlon the kind of thing that I would like to consider in the future? I I, I don't know. Um, would be the would be the simple answer. Um. Cycling on a turbo or even the you know the cycle I did outside um and then going for a run earlier that day or later that day is obviously far different from swimming biking running one after the other with transitions etc etc so um I also watched a a race on Zwift like there was a London triathlon league race it was a London international um and you know i I had a I'd have been miles behind. So, um, you know, I might be a decent cyclist for week one, having never owned a road bike before. Um, but I, I'm a million miles away um, from, you know, being any way competitive. Or, um, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't get there. Like, I'm pretty optimistic that, like, if I dedicated myself as much as I have done to running, and, you know, I became a student of the sport and I became like knowledgeable in swimming and knowledgeable in cycling and, um, you know, took my knowledge of running forward. Um, is there more realistic medal chances in a triathlon? Um, anybody listening that's a triathlete, I'm not trying to say that triathlon's not competitive. I just watched a cycling race and there was triathletes in there and they were absolutely hammering. Um is it as competitive as Eloide Kipchoge is right now and, and you know, Bikili and these 201 marathons? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer because I've never tried triathlon. I could naively say I don't think it is, but I don't know. There's still probably powerhouses um, within triathlon that are the equivalent to your Kipchoge's and your Bikili's, but I just don't know. My my gut instinct would say if Kipchoge's at 100 triathlon still only at 85 to 90 and i'm not trying to piss off triathletes um i just think what kipchoge's doing and a lot of triathletes might agree with me and um, what he's doing and what the east african culture of 201 to 204 in a marathon is doing um is just absolutely insane now i don't know how difficult it is to run the likes of a 10k at the end of a triathlon i've never done it have no experience couldn't tell you but like I feel like if Kipchoge ran a 10K at the end of a triathlon, he'd probably run 27-something or 28-something, you know? Um, and, and, of course, I think these guys run 29-30. So at least I look at triathlon as the kind of thing that, for now, you know, if I if I didn't do the swim and I didn't do the bike ride, I'd stand a really good chance, you know, racing the 10K. Um, and, 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 but obviously that that's a complete wild statement because you've yeah, I'd probably be 30 minutes behind on the swim about 30 minutes behind on the bike ride and everyone would be finished the 10k um but I, I'm you know I'm just looking at it from a um whereas look if you're a triathlete and you're listening and I've pissed you off think of it think of it like this if you stood with 5k to go or 10k to go in a marathon against Kipchoge and he caught up with you, you know, 
you bo- he he starts runs the first 30k of his 201 something that he did on a legal course and with 10k to go he comes along beside you and he runs the last 10k with you now bear in mind this guy's marathon pace is a 28 20 10k 28 20 to 28 30 you know give it a go and i've seen i've seen him drop like he dropped um a 240k or 245 maybe in London Marathon when he ran 201 odds. Um, or maybe it was... Bur- no, I think it was in London. Um, he dropped a 240, which is 13.20 to 13.30 pace for 5K. He, he dropped that in the last 10K to get rid of someone that he was running with. So that's where I'm coming from here. Um, I, I, I would challenge, you know, even if you, if you waited to the last 5K, you're going to have to break 14 minutes to beat Kipchoge over the last 5K of a marathon, and you've started with 5K to go. Um, I can tell you right now, I, I'm a professional runner who's qualified for the Olympics, and I don't know if I'd be confident waiting until 5K to go to beat Kipchoge over the last 5K. That is how ridiculous the marathon has got. Um, and you're looking at um, lining Kipchoge up with um, probably five Ethiopians that are capable of running under two, three, two, four, um, probably five Kenyans or more. Um, you know, it has gotten ridiculous. Um, it's very, very, very crazy. But and I and I am going to say a but here because I I don't know a thing about triathlon. So um, you know, once you become a, I I think when I was cross training um, and I swam a mile or I swam something, and and I tried to figure out. I think because I was just interested and it probably gave me an interest when I was swimming. Um, you know, I was looking at like what speed like the triathletes obviously do it, and I'm pretty sure I was double the time. Um, but that would just be like somebody taking up running or somebody moving from cycling to running and going for a 5k and running like, you know, 1830 and thinking that can't be bad. Like that's a pretty good run. I'm running at six minute mile pace. That must be pretty good. And then finding out that, you know, I run at five minute mile pace for 26 miles, you know, like, holy shit, this guy runs at 1530 pace for you know eight five kilometers back to back without recovery that's that's the same respect that i'll probably start to build for cycling and swimming if i ever did get in a swimming pool you would realize that you know of course you're going to be a million miles behind because this is this is people's livelihood this is something that people have been doing for you know five ten fifteen years like why on earth did you think you could just buy a road bike put your fucking seat in the saddle and, and, you know, cycle and be fast. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to help the running. Um, I, I think the more, the more I get back to like full running training, then I'll figure out how much cycling would be beneficial and, and how much would hinder. Um, I still have the altitude generator, so I can still hook up the altitude generator and, um, it, it could mean that I could sit at a pretty good cadence on the bike, but I don't need to like push hard and, and like, yeah, I can get my heart rate pretty high, um, or higher, 
So instead, like, you know, last night I think I cycled at, and I think I averaged between 130 to 140 heart rate, whereas I had been, like, cycling at, like, 150 to 165. I'd been cycling pretty hard um, the last couple of days. But, like, I'd quite like to cycle at what would be, like, 120 to 130 heart rate at sea level, but put the altitude generator and the mask on. And it'll put put me up to like 130 to 140. So my legs aren't taking as much of a beating um, in terms of like power output and stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm still getting a pretty good aerobic benefit. Um, so, look, that's that's in a nutshell everything that's been going on. Um, you can expect me on the start line of the Olympic triathlon in 2024. <laughs> I'm joking, but I would love that. That would be quite a cool story. Um but it's just not, it's like when I went to rugby, you know, there was a lot to learn. Um, and I'm a far better cyclist than probably what I was at rugby. I had a lot to learn in rugby, but at least like a lot of the stuff in cycling is very similar to running, like learning to control your heart rate, learning to work at thresholds, you know, mental concentration and, and learning to hold back and things like that. Like there's a lot of crossovers. Um, the The physical the physical demand of cycling is far, far different from running, but the aerobic side of things and the engine and, um, you know, the, the sort of like the discipline and, and like heart rate control is a big thing, being able to, you know, operate at certain heart rates and then psychologically be okay. Um, there's a lot of crossovers, but um, would it be even possible? Um, I, I, I don't know the answer. Um, first of all, I don't even know how qualifying for an Olympics in triathlon works. I know it's a point system. Um, in three to four years, could you even could you even get into races that get you enough points? You know, for all I know, there's six leagues, and you start in the bottom, and then you get promoted to the next one, and it takes six years. I don't even know the cycle. Um, I've seen runners branch into triathlon before. But I feel like that was a thing that people did about eight years ago now around like the London Olympics or even further back, maybe like 12 years ago now. Um, and they they kind of jumped in at a good time when um, triathlon, I don't think it was known for winning the race on the run. I feel like it was more of a swim and a bike thing. And then the run was just finish it off. Whereas when the Brownlee brothers sort of came on the scene, it became more of a run thing. Um, I could be wrong. That's just that's just an outside point of view. Um, if it was something that I thought was beneficial or could increase medal chances or um, something like that, would I be willing? Yeah, probably. Um, the problem is that I can't even. I would have to learn the basics for a couple of years, but I I wouldn't be heading anywhere near. Um, triathlon until after the Commonwealth Games in 2022. Um, big goal of mine, you know, has always been that's a marathon that I felt I could be competitive. And, you know, when I say competitive, I mean like that is a medal, realistic chance. Um, I know other boys will be thinking the exact same, but, you know, that's always a race that I thought I could target. Can you do both? Um, I know other guys have done both, but that's like more 10K. I don't know if people have done both and race marathons. Um, like, I mean, I'm talking the Brownleys. I'm talking Alex Yee, um, you know, and they've done it very, very well. You know, Alex Yee stuffed me at the European Champs on the track in the 10K. Um, a lot crosses over. 
a lot of the aerobic endurance crosses over. It's absolutely fantastic. And I'm not surprised, you know, if guys are putting in, I, I, I was doing a rough Google search and I found the Brownlee brothers and little things about them and a couple of other guys that had shared training and, you know, upwards of 25 to 35 hours a week of training. And I'm, I'm talking about 11, and that's aerobic training. That's not gym. That's not physio. That's not, that's 25 to 35 hours of either bum and saddle body in the pool or out running you know it's fucking incredible it makes me feel like a lazy shite to be honest with you with my 12 hours a week um but obviously a lot of running is handicapped at mileage because of the pounding um so yeah if you are a low mileage guy and you'd, you'd want to consider i got the bike you know i had a, had a friend on instagram reach out and actually i reached out to him and said i was going to buy a bike i was looking on gumtree he said he would sort me out, make sure I was, you know, getting the right stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's very difficult to get your hands on a turbo right now um, for obvious reasons. Corona, pandemic, I had to buy quite an expensive turbo. Um, I'm glad I did because it obviously feels a lot nicer to ride on. I'm high maintenance and if I'm going to put in solid R's, and I want the training to benefit me to try to qualify for an Olympics. I want it to feel good. I want to be able to push hard without having to listen to a racket behind me or listen to like my chain constantly slipping out of place. And um, so I think it was worth the investment. Um, but yeah, consider it. Um, you know, you could start with just a mountain bike and just put in a bit of time doing a bit of cycling. Um, but yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that um bit of a mixed bag today a lot going on um hopefully you'll you'll hear a lot more calm and neutral Stephen today and um i think that's where i've kind of got to um and yeah so oh it's also friday and i i can see there's a uh three-quarter bottle of wine sitting over there but you know i don't even want to drink it because i just seen how much it jacks up my sleep and i'm so keen to get up and put in 90 minutes to two hours of training that you know, I don't want to jack up my sleep. And I got like an aura ring to track sleep and heart rate variability and recovery and stuff. And I've been so like good at being smart to keep that in a good place. So, all right, guys, you take care. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.